hello, hello, and welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Raziel. I got my man Sticks Picks here with me, and we are checking out week three of the NFL. We're both healthy. We're both safe. We're both comfortable in our homes, and I think that's the most important thing. No dogs, no kids, no hangovers. Sticks, how are you doing this morning, buddy? Yeah, last week was a mess. I was at my parents' house. Yeah, I went down there for a golf tournament on Saturday, which I was supposed to play in after the podcast recording that Michael and I do every week. And I had to withdraw from the tournament because I I got sick. <laughs> we'll leave it at that at least like seven times on the last mm. podcast. Michael mm. was pausing it. And <laughs> I, oh, man, but uh, it, out. it turned out to be a good podcast. Great content. We crushed Great it again. Content. So great content whether you remember it or not it was great content listening back i'm sure helped a little bit too uh mid withdrawal to a golf tournament in a podcast i mean let's set the over under at five and a half how many times do you think that's happened in the history of podcasts Uh, that's a pretty specific thing to ask for so i'm glad i was just part of history sticks i'm glad i was just part of history how's that sound but again we are here to check out the sunday main slate uh of course this is the podcast version coming out saturday afternoon ish you can then check us out sunday morning 11 o'clock eastern 10 o'clock central to hang out with ghost and nick for these first couple weeks to get everything you need ask all your questions have some fun today we don't want any questions we just want to give you the information give you something to look at and before we hop into that windailysports.com backslash dk We've partnered with DraftKings. We have a free roll. Top 50 places get free membership. Free roll. I like that. That's a good sound. We'll have to bring that back. I like that. Um, We should start a band. Yeah, I think we should. I have good noises with Sia with our narratives and stuff, but that's another that's another show. Free roll, top 50 prizes win Win Daily Sports memberships. Number one prize overall, uh, probably number two because Styx is going to take it, but number one prize overall to somebody that doesn't work in the company. Get a lifetime membership to Win Daily Sports. You also get interviewed on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio with Jason and Sia next Saturday. So it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. Nick actually might even be there, especially if he takes the number one spot. We kind of probably make sense to have him interview the number two spot. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to win every single. I, I've just been the top ten in all my GPPs this year, which is great. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I haven't shipped one yet. I'm like the bridesmaid, I guess, right now. But this week, I don't anticipate being hungover at all. So maybe that's what it was like. The the booze guys are like, you don't deserve first place because the competition is making mathematical equations at night and you're at the bar um, pushing for last call. So this week, I'm going to take it easy. Uh, I absolutely love this slate, first off. And last week, I was a little skeptical of it, but I, I was just going to take a stance on certain players and that's what works if i don't really like a sta- uh, slate i'm just gonna really narrow my player pool and last week my killer i mean everything was great aaron jones is great we talked about that many times but i was so high on mike williams and then to learn that the team doctor yeah. just stabs tyrod taylor in the lungs and <laughs> i didn't foresee that happening i've never heard of that happening pre-game so <laughs> i would have never played mike williams with justin herbert because you know that everybody says rookies tight end stuff like that and they were just going to run the hell out of the ball to not let Herbert make mistakes and lose him a game against Kansas City that they lost anyway. But, man, they really gave him a scare there. Mm-hmm. So that sucks. I guess I can't be that mad about Mike Williams because I was just like, it was out of my control. He was Tyrod's exactly. dude. He was never going to be Herbert's dude. So whatever. If, if you could have foreseen that, 
um you're in the wrong industry actually you're probably in the right industry now that i think about it because you could just bet on all the games and know exactly what will happen so yeah a little back to the future yeah. type stuff all yeah. right yeah i think didn't they have like the marlins <laughs> winning a world series sometimes think, around right i think it was the Cub, cubs against the marlins cubs against which the marlins, doesn't make sense because they're both in the nl so ah, teams actually team. mate were the marlins in the al back when that movie was made no. it's very possible whoever knows so. that uh let's know yeah uh, tweet at Michael Raziel one and at sticks picks S T I X P I C K S. And yes, uh, don't anticipate being hung over, sir. Famous last words. Let's just say that. Let's <laughs> hop right into the slate. I'm looking at Tennessee and Minnesota. Tennessee is traveling to Minnesota and they are favored. Looks like right now it's at three. You can get it at about two and a half. Um, sharp money, big money. It, it's, it's, it's interesting. It is very interesting seeing where all these things are happening. This is one of my favorite things to look at is just where is everybody going? And for this game, looks like sharps are on the Vikings, uh, and the big money is on the Titans. So always just, just something to note people, just something to note. So the, the Vikings have been terrible this year. We've been picking on them the last couple weeks, uh, because their defense is not the same defense. Everybody we're going to keep hammering at home until everyone realizes it. And maybe they are starting to realize it. No secondary, no pass rush. Uh, they have Yannick and Gakway, but that's literally it. They lost to Neil Hunter. They lost Everson Griffin. They pretty much lost every, and they just lost Anthony Barr. They have no, it, it's insane. How are the Titans only favored by two and a half in most places? Sticks. Talk to me a little bit. Well, there's no AJ Brown, so that hurts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I mean, it's probably because Minnesota's at home, so you're going to give them some respect there, even though they don't have fans. Yeah. But yeah, that line's now two and a half, three on some books. DraftKings is laying three to Tennessee. <laughs> Everybody and their brothers betting the Titans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems like every single game that we've said the public is so heavy on, like last week with the Packers. Every single person in the world was on the Packers and Vegas wouldn't change the line. We're starting to see that with New England, who was my favorite pet on the Wednesday show. Starting to scare me a little bit, but I just think, I don't know, Vegas is taking bold stances because they made so much money week one with that whole Colts thing. Every parlay had the Colts money line in it. And a lot of people had the Colts covering. So maybe they're just getting aggressive, hoping something crazy happens and they could double up their their year profit just on one crazy game like this. I don't know. I think Tennessee should route them, but Minnesota is going to run the hell out of the ball. They they have to realize that their defense cannot keep them in a the game, especially now with even more injuries. Um, it, it's just not a good situation at all. And we saw Tannehill just – if he needs to win a game with his arm, he did it last week. It was pretty impressive. I did not expect that out of him. Mike Hughes, the only respectable cornerback for Minnesota, is out this week too. <laughs> so it's like yeah. a terrible secondary is worse. So I don't know. I think from a DFS perspective, I'm really into Dalvin Cook right now because you could run all over Tennessee. I think they're like in the bottom 20 in run defense DVOA, which is something I always value. Again, it's only week two. So, you know, two weeks of data is what I mean by week two. That's all we have collected. So it's not like that is such a perfect number right now, but Tennessee's given up over 115 on the ground to opposing running backs, and they've really never faced anybody like Dalvin Cook in this Kubiak run scheme. So I think Dalvin Cook should have a really good game. We saw James Robinson tear these guys up last week, but we're Iowa seeing State him tear legend. up everybody. Iowa Illinois State, State legend. Illinois State. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> Harvard of the Midwest. Iowa yes, State. That's like, uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Not Iowa State. Not Iowa State. Illinois State legend. And then, yeah, we saw him do his thing 
on Thursday too. Glad I played him in one league. That was pretty sweet. But yeah, it, it sounds like this might be a nice little contrarian place. Um, looking right now, Tannehill is not very highly owned, under 2%. It looks like uh, looking at the running backs, Dalvin Cook under 12, right? Derrick Henry's high. He's, he's always going to be high because that's what he is. But like, I don't know, man. It's kind of interesting. And then Corey Davis under one and a half percent owned. I mean, is this a place where you want to kind of get a little freaky understanding like, hey, maybe you can kind of have a Tannehill, Corey Davis, Tannehill, Johnny Smith, and then throw it back with Dalvin Cook on the other side? Absolutely. Uh, I'm not one to usually want to play Ryan Tannehill ever, but yeah, they yeah. are throwing. I mean, they're they're throwing at 30 times a game, which is really, really low. But I think last year they were in the high 20s. So just a couple more pass attempts per game does make a difference. He's super, super accurate. I got him for like an adjusted completion percentage of almost 67 percent. I would have loved to see A.J. Brown in this game because that would really emphasize the stack a bit. I know they're going to give Derrick Henry 22, 25 touches, somewhere in that range, so we're always going to see that. It's not like they're just going to change their offense. DraftKings, Delvin Cook is under 5% owned. So I wrote about this in the cash games. Like this slate, it's a 13-game slate, but it's really built like a nine-gamer because we don't have Saquon, we don't have McCaffrey. There's just so many. We don't have, you know, Devontae Adams is on on the night game, but he's not going to play anyway so it's like so many studs that would take a lot of our salary cap are not playing so delvin cook is the rb1 on this slate he's not projected for the highest in the 80 mile but he's top three and just simply with that if he's in the top three and he's going to be five percent owned or less than that i'm very interested because it seems like everybody else they're going to jam in miles sanders and their payup is probably zeke elliott i did not forget about him when i said delvin cook is probably the rb1 on this slate but if you don't want to play Zeke, Seattle's run D is really good metrics-wise. The yards per game against is not as sexy as it should be. So that's going to true out. It's kind of like, you know, um, what's the uh, the baseball stat I'm thinking of? Uh, BABIP, like the batting average of balls in play, like that. all that stuff kind of trues out over a season. I think Seattle's going to get really stout against a run here. But their secondary is awful. So <laughs> the game's going to shoot out. We'll, we'll get to that one. But, yeah, I, I love Dalvin Cook. I don't think I have interest in anybody else from Minnesota. But the game script – the to- sorry, there's a train going by. Is that the, the total? The is f- yeah. That's the total is 50 deep. points. How the hell is this total so high when both of these teams love to run the ball? Is it just Vegas knows that both defenses are terrible and they're going to score every drive? I just don't see this game being a shootout. It got it got bet up significantly. Right, uh, it started crazy. at forty five and a half. It's now up to fifty, and we have ninety eight percent of the money on the fifty. Um, so hey, everybody, pay attention. It's something to something to notice. So I think it's an interesting one. I definitely think again. I'm sure you and Ghost will go over it more tomorrow on the live stream with maybe some specific plays and some contrarian views on it. But it sounds like a spot again. Not going to put all your 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 shares into this game but i think it's definitely a place where you could probably get a little different especially with the ownership on someone like dalvin cook as you said on on DraftKings, under five percent over here on FanDuel, he's under 12 so he's definitely he's owned a little bit more over here but just something to pay attention to price is 8600 as well over here you can get derrick henry at 82 so let's move i got one one punt for you on this game talk to me me. mike hughes i said he's the the best corner on minnesota and that's not saying much, but he covers the slot and he's not going to play. So we have a backup slot corner with a raised target share, Adam Humphreys. 
Um, so if you need a dumpster dive, I, I never like him, but he's going to get you eight to nine points. He's 3.9K, so you're going to get over 2X value for him for sure. We just hope he gets in the box. So, you know, if he can get 12, 14, 15 range of points there on DraftKings, I think that's probably where I'd only play him because the PPR, he's going to get four catches. I think I got him projected for just over four, 4.06 catches, which is impossible to achieve. So he's either going to get four or five or smash the over. Or, yeah, I, I don't see him not getting four catches in this game, especially with a total like that. Like we have to kind of respect mm-hmm. that number of 50. They're going to be some pass plays here. So I like Adam Humphreys a lot for a salary save. You could just go, if you kind of just want to mini stack this game, just go Humphreys and then Cook because Cook's kind of a pay up and then kind of save down with uh, Adam Humphreys and then go get your Seattle Dallas exposure. I love it. Under 1% owned here on FanDuel. So definitely. Yeah, he's probably just a DraftKings play, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If you're I feeling like- crazy, guys, you could do it. Get crazy. Um, let's move on to Chicago and Atlanta. We have the Bears plus three. Uh, we have the over under currently at 46 and a half. So actually got bet down a little bit, which is interesting. I think people um, are scared of Julio if mm-hmm. he's going to miss this yeah, one. It doesn't, uh, doesn't look like he's going to be in. So it's going to be an interesting game. Falcons, as I said, three and a half. How how are you looking at this one? I know Sia really likes this game. And I know for whatever reason, you've been riding the Mitchell Trubisky train the last couple weeks. I mean, this Falcons defense is bad. I know you like picking on who's it? Isaiah Oliver, if I'm not Isaiah mistaken. Isaiah Oliver, so poor guy. Where, I mean, where are we going with this game? Are you going to continue to ride this Bears train? Yeah. Um, they're not going to be my main stack by any means, but Mitchell Trubisky, Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Darnell Mooney. Remember we talked about mm-hmm. him a little bit? Yep. Uh, the snap count for him is higher than Anthony Miller. It looks like they're giving this guy the wide receiver two job, but they do run the 12th formation a lot, so two tight ends. So that's when you know he's likely not to see the field very much. Same with Anthony Miller. But Allen Robinson, smash play this week. I don't know if his head's in the game right now because it just seemed like he didn't try last week, but Trubisky was awful last week. They shouldn't even have won that game. Obviously, Barkley going down helps that. But it's the nuts matchup against the Atlanta secondary. Every single week, quarterbacks have put up over 30 points against them. I think over 40. Um, Well, Russell didn't go that nuts week one because Carson did our boy. Um, But yeah, I'm a big fan of Trubisky. If you needed to punt in cash games, I think Tannehill or Trubisky are probably your lowest. I didn't put Tannehill in the cash game article because the volume of you know if this game doesn't shoot out it could be derrick henry getting 30 carries and i don't want to play a quarterback that's only going to pass it 22 times but trubisky they're going to pass they're going to run too i think this is a really really good spot for david montgomery i think every lineup i have maybe not every 65 70 percent of my lineups i haven't done my builds yet will probably have either Allen robinson or david montgomery i'm just not sure i want to even I know Calvin Ridley is just taking the world by storm right now, and he's projected pretty high. Let's see where mm-hmm. he's at. 18 points in DraftKings, so third on the 80-mile in total points for wide receivers. Chicago's not that easy to pass on, so I don't know. I think let's see what Ridley's ownership is. I just don't see myself going to anybody on Atlanta because I'd rather just go to Seattle-Dallas. Mm-hmm. But let's see. Calvin Ridley, 18% owned. Four or fifteen on DraftKings. It looks like right now that could always change, but he's a little over, little over sixteen here on FanDuel. Yeah, if there's no Julio, I feel like it's easier for opponents to scheme for just Ridley. Like Ridley is so good because Julio opens up so much space for him that like they work off each other so well. 
So we'll keep an eye on Julio's status. If he goes, it's probably more of a decoy thing because we always seen when he's hurt, it's he's just not the same player. And he's getting a little older, but I don't know. I, I think, again, I don't want a full game stack this one. The total's a lot lower than what we're seeing in the afternoon games. So I, I don't think you have to get Atlanta on the other side if you're playing a little bit of the Bears. Because I think, I mean, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are 700 bucks less than Kelvin Ridley. I'm just going to go there. And they're projected way higher in points for me. So mm-hmm. like Ridley's that. probably off my player pool. And that sucks because he could blow up. But those are the stances I'm taking. If it's cheaper and the other guys are projected higher and they're in a 10 point higher total, yeah, it's a no brainer mm-hmm. for me. I'm going to fade Kelvin Ridley, I think. So Julio Jones, let's say he is out. Currently on FanDuel, he is, his ownership is almost 13%. So Julio Jones is out. We then assume most of that will flow right to Calvin Ridley. Is that chalk that you have to eat, or is that chalk that you're trying to fade? That'll be chalk I'm trying to fade. Like I said, I think they complement off each other. If I'm the Bears defensive coordinator and there's no Julio, that's like, okay, well, they have a 50-year-old running back. And talk early right now. I'm gonna get to him. And it's like who's gonna so may it I guess what I would be very interested in is Hayden Hurst. Mm. If Julio's out, I still like Hayden Hurst anyway. He's certainly in my player pool for tight ends just because the skill set and how much they use the tight end in this offense historically. But if Julio's out and the public goes heavy Ridley, just to think like his target share is gonna go nuts. Obviously, um, Russell Gage is in play. I just don't know if I'm ever gonna play this guy. I think I just have a bias. I think he sucks, but he's he's good. So Russell Gage, right? Yeah, Russell Gage. If you're listening, I don't actually think you suck. I just yeah, can't come on behind the rostering you. <laughs> so I think it'll be a bump up to Hayden Hurst. That's going to be my guy. If Julio's out, I'm not right. going to play a 30 percent on Calvin Ridley when Lockett and Metcalf and Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. And we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I do have a question though. You told me when we did our preview show, which comes out on Monday evenings, so you can get your preview show. We get a little waiver wire talk as well, kind of what we did right, what we did wrong stuff. We like to be honest and open and do this stuff in real time with y'all out there. So, uh, interesting question here. Running backs for this game, Todd Gurley. You told me this is the last week we could ever play him. You can run on the Bears. We saw Saquon was about to blow up, unfortunately, obviously, and then. who was the first week? I don't know. Uh, oh, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, Adrian Peterson ran for almost 100 yards. The ghost of Adrian Peterson. Todd Gurley is under 2% owned right now on FanDuel. You told me this is the last week you can play him. How much uh, are, yeah. we, are we allowed to play him? I'm going to have him in my player pool. You could run on Chicago. I've been you know, always mm-hmm. a fan of that. You run right at this pass rush. And for season long, too, Like I have some Gurley just because he kept falling. He was like a fourth-round pick towards the end of the year. Uh, end of draft season, I guess. Uh, yeah, this is it. This is your last chance, Todd Gurley. If you can't run on this offense or on this defense, uh, you're probably out. I'm not going to cut you by any means, but I need to see something. He just doesn't look good. The yards per carry is not good. He's not involved in the passing game, which is the biggest question mark for me. Like, why would they not use him as a receiver? He, he's just got to be hurt. Not hurt, but his body's just kind of breaking down. So yeah. I'm not sure why they gave him a one-year deal and they're not using him as a pass catcher because he doesn't mean anything to their future. So I don't know. It's just a really confusing spot, but he's super cheap on DraftKings and no one's playing him either. Nope. Let's see what he's out at in DraftKings. Um, I got 6,600 here on FanDuel. So. That's cheap as hell. Yeah, absolutely. Where's Gurley? Gary Montgomery, 6.1. He's, he's getting up there. Yeah, Todd Gurley, 3% owned on DraftKings. So... Mm-hmm. 
5,800. Like this guy used to be 10K. I know he's not the same player, so take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, this is the last week. Early will be in my player pool if he doesn't go off. Doesn't have to go off. Just give me 15 and I'll keep you around for a little bit, Todd. Hear that, Todd? You hear that, Todd? Make sure. Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? Uh, Christmas vacation for all you guys oh, out God, there. Yes, no, I'm a uh, big, big fan of Christmas Does vacation. Does Todd piss the carpet because he can't run anymore? That's probably why, Margo. Oh, God, goodness. Look at that. Merry <laughs> Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Sure, this is what you expected. All right, let's move on to the Raiders and the Patriots. Uh, lined open up at six and a half to the Patriots. It's moved down to six. More of the money is on the Raiders. Um, more of the bets are on the Patriots, but it's not a huge, huge disparity. So I'm not going to really pay too much. I don't much get it. That. Don't get it. Um, I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, it's an interesting game. I hate the Patriots, but Cam Newton looks too damn good. Um, his ownership now is about 15% here on FanDuel, a little under Derek Carr, 0.6%. Um, so. Not looking so good, Derek Carr. Nobody wants to play you over here. Uh, talk to me a little bit about this game. Um, apparently, you can run on the Patriots, but I think Bill Belichick knows that, so I'm confident he's going to do everything that he possibly can to stop Josh Jacobs. How do you feel about 100%. this game? How do you feel about this game, and you know where where do you think we can play? I have way I have way too much money on the Patriots minus five and a half. I've been betting it every day, but like, all right, it's going to jump up soon, and it seems like such a public donkey bet, but. Josh Jacobs is questionable. He's probably going to play. He was limited yesterday. They're probably He's just taking play. care of him. Darren Waller is questionable. He's probably He's going to play. play. Henry Ruggs is out. Yes. So the one thing oh, I've been trying all week to just figure out how Belichick does against stud tight ends when they're pretty much the only threat, because I'm going to say he's the only threat in the passing game now with Henry Ruggs out. Uh, Ruggs would have meant the world to me because I feel like this game could have kept the pace up because the model absolutely loves Cam Newton this week. It's my probably favorite quarterback in GPPs, but without rugs, I'm starting to question that because how the hell is Vegas going to score? If all they need to do is worry about Jacobs and Darren Waller, I, I don't know. I don't see how this isn't like Patriots minus seven and a half right now. As soon as rugs is out, it's like, all right, this offense does not have many dimensions to beat the Patriots. And the Patriots are going to be a little bit pissed off after that disappointing loss to Seattle right there at the last second. I don't know, man. I, I don't see how Las Vegas can keep this close. I guess. I mean, I don't even think Gilmore shadows. So is Brian Edwards our guy this week with no rugs? I I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to play Renfro. Hmm. I don't know. I loved this game for my main stack as being New England. But if I have a main stack, I'm usually interested in one player on the other side because it's the only thing that makes sense for my lineup to have success is if they're going back and forth, keeping my stack motivated to move the football, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't see it. Who could I possibly play for Vegas? Who do you got? I don't – I'm not going to play Hunter Renfro. I don't know, man. Bri uh, not, not Brian. Darren Waller. Ownership's getting up there a little bit, a little over 17% here. Um, They're going to jam his ass at the line. I want nothing to do with his ownership against the, one of the best defensive schemers there is, is Bill Belichick. It is it is confusing. Um, if the model loves Cam Newton, that's, I mean, it sounds like we're going to have a couple shares of Cam Newton. As I said, his ownership is getting pretty high up there too, a little under 15. But I don't know, man. Darren Waller is pretty good. I mean, most projection systems have Darren Waller over 15 points on DraftKings. 
The 80 model has them at 11.7. Well, 80 miles better than everything else. Let's hope so. I'm well under the field on Darren. He's probably out of my player pool. If he's four points lower than what other projection sites are showing, I'm just going to take him on my player pool. And if 15% of the field goes there, I think it's bad chalk. The model has yet to be dead wrong on anybody. So Mm -hmm. I guess I got to follow it. That's what I built it for is to trust it and not get my emotions in play. Mm -hmm. No emotion. I don't know, guys. Uh, stay tuned for tomorrow because I had so much interest in Cam Newton and Julian Edelman stacks because Lamarcus joined as a slot corner for Oakland. Oh boy, sorry, Lamarcus. I always pick on you. And then really? on the outs on the outside, my other boy Trayvon Mullen, and then Arnett. Like these, the secondary so bad. Everybody like what is Demir Bird? Like, please tell me. He's yeah. Like super- Please tell me he's super cheap because in MME tournaments where I'm going to build 150 lineups, I don't think I'll use Bird. And he's 3K. He's min price on DraftKings. Oh I was going to say, I'm still scrolling oh over God. here on FanDuel. He's min price. He is less than 1% owned. And yeah, oh 4.5K here. He's leading the Patriots in wide receiver snaps. I know it's not tar- – I mean, his targets are up there too, but Julian Elman is coming off the best game of his life outside mm-hmm. of the Super Bowl probably, but the most yardage he's ever had. So this dude's not dead. I wasn't a believer preseason just because I had no idea what to expect from Cam. Shout out to Jason for demanding we draft Cam Newton as our QB2 in the Sirius XM League. Mm-hmm. We look like absolute geniuses there with Josh Allen, and they were dogging us too. They're like, oh, you guys just grabbed two rushing quarterbacks. How's that going to work out for you? How about so fucking so awesome, boys? Yeah. So so we're 2-0. We're, we're crushing ass in that league. And the running quarterback equity, uh, touchdown equity, is through the roof right now. And it's hard to decide which one to play each week. I think this week we're going with Cam. We just kind of go in matchup base. But, again, I just I don't love this stack as much because I don't see Vegas scoring. Yeah, it's unfortunate. With Henry Ruggs out, that would have been a lot of fun. But it doesn't look like uh... – doesn't look like we're going to get it this week, boys. Maybe next I'm gonna, week. Yeah. I'm going to really look into this Brian Edwards matchup here. And just, I got, I need to see him run some routes. I know Monday we loved his over. He got it done right away. Yeah. But then he kind of just disappeared. But they went, it was just Darren Waller just mm-hmm. had everything going for him that game. He was never covered. And when he was, he made a hell of a catch every time. So I don't know. Can they lean on Brian Edwards? We'll see. Yeah, rookie. We'll see. I think they drafted him after Lynn Bowden too, which makes it even funnier because now he's a running back from Miami. That's good to healthy scratch. So, hey, you win some, you lose some. Let's uh, let's move on to this San Francisco New York Giants game. Lined open up at six and a half to San Francisco. It was bet down pretty quickly to three and a half. Sia was all over it. I think on our Wednesday show when it was still at four and a half. Um, half the bets are on San Francisco. Half the bets are on the Giants. Ninety percent of the money is on the Giants. So. Something to pay attention to again. It's just just keep your eye on that stuff. Just keep your eye on that stuff. Sia is a huge fan of this game for a contrarian reason. He thinks both these defenses are bad. Giants are, are. and the uh, San Francisco 49ers, I mean, it's hard to be good when literally half your defense is gone. Um, Most of your defensive line not there. They lost three key pieces from last year, including DeForest Buckner leaving in, I guess, that trade, we'll call it. Richard Sherman... I think he was all pro last year, but I don't know. I think that was more namesake. I know he was good, but I don't, I don't know. Um, and yeah, I mean, Nick Bosa down, Solomon Thomas down. I think they lost somebody else too. Uh, they're terrified of the turf in MetLife. They've already come out and said they're scared <laughs> yeah, of the turf monsters. Funny. So we'll see what happens there. Um, no Saquon, obviously. So Daniel Jones is going to have to sling the ball. Giants did sign Devontae Freeman, but 
I mean, I don't know. You never really see a running back come in week three and look good right out of the gate. Kind of difficult there. So how do you like this game? Yeah, Sia is all about the over. Um, I think let's uh, let's just double check on that. 42 and a half. It opened. It actually got bet down to 42. 99% of the money's on the over. So actually, let's uh, let's watch out there. But uh, talk to me a little bit about this game. Where, what do you like? What do you don't like? I think I'm with Sia. I, uh, I don't think I'm going to play any pass catchers for San Fran. Jordan Reed included, um, but a zero percent owned Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton, and my favorite tight end of the week. Model loves them. Um, it's probably because Sterling Shepard's out, Saquon's out, target share's got to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Their best player right now is Evan Ingram. This should be a field day for Evan Ingram. Uh, just everybody on the defense for San Fran's out. Drake Greenlaw's out. Uh, yeah, like you said, Sherman. D Ford, everybody. I forgot about uh, D Ford too. Yeah. Yeah. D Ford. Uh, yeah. That team is, it's uh, decimated. And just uh, an interesting note. I don't know what it says about DraftKings, but Nick Mullins is higher owned here on FanDuel than Daniel Jones is. So, yeah. I wouldn't play. I'm not excited to play any of them, but I will have a good amount of Daniel Jones just because of salary relief. Mm-hmm. So, I'll probably go Daniel Jones, Ingram, and then Daniel Jones. I'll, I, I could play Slayton and Jones, like mm-hmm. Slayton, Jones, and Ingram together for sure, because there's no running game for New York. They're not just going to lean on Wayne Gallman and Deion Lewis. Like, they have to do it through the air. And that's the best way to beat San Fran right now. Their run D's still all right. Mm-hmm. But then for San Fran on the other side, just give me both running backs. I was just it's probably, what season yeah, is it? It's probably McKinnon Chalk Week. I think it's Jeff Wilson Day for sure. FanDuel, give me Jeff Wilson. McKinnon, super explosive player. I just don't think they're going to give this guy a big workload with all the injury history he has, and he's more of a pass-catching back, even though he looked like a hell of a running back last week against the Jets. But I think you would look like a great running back against the Jets. Thanks, buddy. But you could run all over New York, too. We said it last week with David Montgomery. He smashed. Uh, give me Jeff Wilson at just 900 bucks cheaper on DraftKings. But I will have a fair share of McKinnon too. I'm gonna have I'm gonna be at the field with both of these guys, but probably way over the field on Jeff Wilson. And that's it. I don't want anything to do with San Fran other than that. I'm not playing Jordan Reed. I'm not playing the guess the receiver game. Trent Taylor, you're dead to me. I play you every single week at just minimum price. I'm, I'd rather go to Demir Bird now at 3K and Humphreys at 3900. So those are my two pump plays right now. Smash the Demir Bird before he starts to go up in price too. Um, looks like Jeff Wilson is slightly less owned than Jarek McKinnon over here, um, but some projections say he's going to score some more points. So interesting to say the least. Uh, let's move on to this Cincinnati Philadelphia game. Uh, if anybody listened or watched the live stream or the betting show, uh, sticks immediately once he started to look uh, realized hey i want some of this so he made up a lineup and it sounded pretty good at least at the time Talk to me about this. Uh, we have the eagles uh, opened up at minus five and a half it's now to minus five over under opened at 45 and a half it's now up to 47.5 with uh looks like all the all the bets um are on the over which is a lot of fun points 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 baby that's what we're rooting for uh, talk to me about this game. I know you said you're you're liking Miles Sanders. I know you said it is Joe Mixon week. Um, nah, just, no, I'm not sure what? on that anymore. I'm not what sure happened? on that anymore. It's been like two days. Just watching watching film on Phillies Rundy. I, I still respect him a little bit. Mm. All right. And what's, what's scaring me is, well, Joe Joe the bro Mixon is getting more work in the passing game last week than he did uh, week one, it seemed like. Uh, well, not it seemed like it is true, but 
Giovanni Bernard is getting just crazy snap shares. I thought they would have just kind of let him sit on the bench and just go all Joe the Bro mixing like they did towards the end of last year, giving him 22, 23, 24 touches a game. That's just not the case right now. I know the game scripts really haven't been in Cincinnati's favor for Joe Mixon to be out there 70% of the snaps, but even if they're chasing points, he is their most talented player. I don't see why they don't use him even more in the passing game. He's, I think he had four or five targets last week, so that's good, but it's not great. On DraftKings, like you, playing pass-catching running backs is just such a good fit for these, these lineups with the full-point PPR. So I know it's Miles Sanders chalk week. He's going to be 50% owned. He's pretty much a free square at $6,400, and you could just run all over Cincinnati. And if he's not running all over Cincinnati, what are they, 25th and run defense DVOA? Terrible. I know Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt just tore them a new ass on Thursday last week. Um, but that's what that offense does. They're built to run. I don't think Philly is nearly as good as a, a run scheme as Cleveland. Not many teams in the NFL are as good as Cleveland in the running scheme. But you got to play Sanders because even if he's not getting it done on the ground, he's going to get a ton of passing work. Though The guy just immediately came in after a hamstring injury or lower body injury, whatever it was. I think it was hamstring, right? I think so. but uh... And, yeah, just a shit ton of work last week. And they're just going to ride him. So as long as they don't have wide receivers, it's Sanders, Goddard, and Hurts. That's all they have. I'm not a Deshaun Jackson guy at all. No. Uh, Miles Sanders, over 30% owned here on FanDuel. Uh, so that's so I'm, I'm cool with that because lock him in cash games first off. Yeah. But if Sanders is having a great game, if Philly's scoring that much and they're up and he's getting that many touches – Joe Mixon, or not Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow and company are going to be chasing points and chucking the football. I want a lot of Joe Burrow in GPPs. Models got him over 19 points, which equates to what in value? What do we got, Joe? Where are you at? QB6 on the model, 3.12 value. That's pretty solid. Anything over 3.1 is good. But you guys, guys like Cam Newton at 3.6 and then Kyler Murray at 3.7. Holy mm. shit. Yeah, we'll get that. Um, That's going to be fun. Yeah, Joe Burrow is probably going to be in my GPP article tonight for sure. I will have some mix-in in GPPs just because I do believe this is the softest matchups he, he's had to date. So he's got to get going soon. And then Tyler Boyd on the inside against Roby Coleman. That's just – that's free cheese. Another potential GPP guy, you could certainly play AJ Green. I know Darius Slay is going to shadow, but I don't think he'll see him the whole day. So whoever gets a Fonte Maddox on the outside, that's really intriguing. And T. Higgins snap counts are coming up. Haven't really seen the targets as much, but if you need a punt play and you want to do it with that stack to get a lot of exposure to – Mr. Miles Sanders, and you could potentially play him with, you know, Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard. Uh, T. Higgins, 3,900. No one's going to play T. Higgins. So I will have him in some GPPs as well. Uh, yeah, Zach Ertz, I think, is going to go off because, again, they have no wide receivers. Jalen Rager is hurt, and the rest of the team's pretty much dead. Um, A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd combined for less than 3% ownership over here on FanDuel. So that is a way to get a little different, people. Joe Burrow, less than 2%. Uh, so it's definitely a way. And I, I don't understand why, because this Philly defense, while apparently running, you said they're they're pretty okay. But uh, yeah. their uh, secondary is bad. Secondary is yeah. bad. So just something to pay attention to, people. Yeah, T. Higgins had six targets last week. That's a little bit comforting. You don't I need mean, much from a guy like that. Yeah, Joe Burrow had 61 pass attempts. I hope he got yeah. some of those at some point. Yeah, even the towel boy got five targets. 
Exactly. Uh, so, something to pay uh, attention to. Um, all right. Let us, and of course, there'll be more on that game tomorrow on the live stream, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. Let's move on to this. This game's an interesting one, especially from a betting perspective. It's moved around a little bit. We have the Texans and the Steelers opened up at minus six to the Steelers. As we were speaking on the Monday recap show, you were like, wait a second, let's look at that. And it was already bet down to minus four to the Steelers. Uh, number of bets uh, favor the Steelers. Number of money is significantly favoring the Steelers. Over under sitting at 45 uh, with most people and most bets on that over. Are the Texans even good? Like, I just don't even think the Texans no. are good, really. Um, Will Fuller's probably going to be hurt, and if he's not, he will get hurt, probably. Um, Steelers' defense is insane. I I don't know, man. It it sounds like, are you going to play some James Conner just because he can run the hell out of the ball? Where are you thinking about this game? I mean, we saw Clyde look incredible that first week against this team, so. I do, yeah, you could run all over Houston. Um, Something I'm very interested in. Oh, no, my computer screen's, like, broken. Fuck. That's okay. Um, that's fine. Um, what was I talking about there? James Conner running all James over. James Conner. Oh, yeah. Mile loves James Conner. Everybody can run all over Houston. Um, his price is pretty low. I know he, the points last week kind of were, were a little bit sketchy because he did most yeah. of it on that one carry yeah. when the game was over. But let's see the points here in the 80 mile. We got I James have... Conner for 18.4. Okay. I like that. So he's going to be super active in the passing game, too. I just – I don't know. Houston's defense is so bad. I The one thing I worry about – I don't even worry about it because even if it's a shootout, James Conner's involved. I do like this game a little bit. Now that I think about it, I still think Houston finds a way to cover. We need to see a big game for Deshaun Watson. He's just kind of the, the guy no one's talking about. Like, what's his ownership? This guy used to be a huge – he's 1% owned. Like, what happened to Deshaun Watson? I know that losing DeAndre Hopkins clearly means a lot to him because Cooks and Fuller cannot get it done the way Hopkins got it done. And they're pretty much the same player, so I don't know what they were doing there. David Johnson's not the answer. Big Ben, it's a good spot for him. I don't know how much I, I do like him. Actually, I think I do mm-hmm. like him. It's oh. I'm just trying to narrow my player pool. I'll have a full answer for everybody tomorrow. The model doesn't love Big Ben. He's only two point eight six in value, eighteen point three points. But if this game gets in a shootout, Big Ben has a very high ceiling compared to a lot of these quarterbacks on the field that are like our mid-tier guys that aren't in that Seattle-Dallas game or Cam Newton or Kyler Murray. Like those are the top four for sure. So finding this fifth quarterback, I think it's Joe Burrow is that sneaky guy, but Ben Roethlisberger certainly in the conversation. And then Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, always in a smash spot, especially against a horrible secondary like Houston. Deontay Johnson is just dirt cheap on drafting, still 5,600, tied for third in the NFL in targets. Again, two weeks in, so take those stats with a grain of salt. But he's a player, man. We saw him come on strong last year. Everybody was hyping him up in the summer. It's The hype's true. He's really good. So I do like Big Ben, Deontay Johnson, Juju. Connor. I mean, you could even play Eric Ebron if you want. I'm not necessarily in love with that due to due to Vance McDonald getting some snaps too, but it seems like his role is just kind of de- you know, depleted, and it's Ebron season for those guys. So yeah, you could certainly stack up Pittsburgh and get some Houston on the backside. I don't... I would probably just play Will Fuller, but Brandon Cooks is so cheap, and his speed's always going to be a problem for somebody. But like you said, Pittsburgh's defense is just so strong. Um, David Johnson, I think he's out of my player pool. Yeah, but I don't know, man. If Duke Johnson's out, David Johnson can certainly 
be in play just because the volume's going to be there. But he, I know everybody sucks against Baltimore, so it's like I know we had David Johnson with no backup last week, but he only had 11 attempts. So yeah, both games, he only had 11 rushing attempts. They don't want to let this guy loose. Yeah. Yeah, let 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 David Johnson loose. Come on, come on, Bill O'Brien. What are you thinking? You paid how much money, and you gave away all that for nothing, pretty much. I I, I never got it. Never gonna get it. But it is what it is. Let us move on to this Washington Football Club and Cleveland Browns game. We have the Cleveland Browns. Let me see. Let me see. They are favored by seven. Yikes! It opened at five and a half. Moved up to seven. Interesting, though, um, more money has come in on the Washington Football Club, but I guess it's the Sharps that are saying, nope, this is the Browns game. The over-under moved down to 44.5. We saw what the Browns running backs were able to do last week. Uh, We saw Baker Mayfield look good. We saw Odell look decent. Um, Odell's ownership is now over 10%, which is something I'm going to be a little worried about, but you tell me. Talk to me a little bit. How do you uh, how do you envision this game working itself out? Uh, <laughs> I don't like it at all. I Odell Beckham's like five percent owned on DraftKings though. He will oh. certainly at sixty three hundred. Yeah, he's going to have a field day against Fabian Monroe and who's their other guy? Oh my boy, Ronald Darby. Yeah. I always forget yeah. he's on the Re- uh, not the Redskins. Sorry, um, the Football Club. Football Censor club. that out. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> clear and cut uncut today uh odell beckham love him uh, if he's going to be under 10 percent owned against monroe i i think monroe's actually solid but ronald darby no sir no no sir and beckham plays a slot too a little bit so yeah i i usually always want exposure to this running game and no one's talking about kareem hunt or nick chubb so i don't know what i'm going to do there I really don't. That's tough. Um, we'll see yeah. what Washington ownership for is. ownership for the two of them, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, is under ten percent here on Vandal. Yeah. So yeah, you got to play some of these guys. You have you cannot take Nick Chubb out of your player pool. Kareem Hunt always in play on DraftKings. I'm not in love with the price though, but he is just scoring crazy points. The touchdowns are just there, mm-hmm. so that's kind of inflating his his value a little bit. But yeah, I think my main interest is Odell Beckham. I'm going to have a lot of him if the field's at five percent. I'm going to put myself at twenty percent minimum four x the field on Odell Beckham just because the skill set is second to none. And then I'll definitely have some Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, probably more Chubb just because I see this game. Just, I'm with the Sharps here. I think it's a blowout. I really respect Cleveland. Their defense is coming around too. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Um, For Washington, you- nobody. I mean, you could play. You could always play Scary Terry. I mean, the dude is just a target monster now, and thank God Haskins figured that out. He needs to throw this guy the ball. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you could throw on Cleveland. I, I kind of respect Denzel Ward a little bit, but their pass defense right now is DVOA 30th, so third to last. So, yeah, get some scary Terry, get some Odell. There you go. I think that's it. I'm not going to play Sims. Um, Logan Thomas, actually, let's talk about him. I hate okay. these type of players, but the target volume is proven for him, and he's certainly in play. I think Logan Thomas is the best pay down at tight end. I didn't mention Drew Sample for Cincinnati when we were talking about that game. I think he's all right because Joe Burrow certainly loves throwing the tight end. It's just happening every single game so far. Again, two weeks, grain of salt, you get it. But Logan Thomas paired up with Odell and some mini stacks on this one. Absolutely. Let's go. How would you feel if I told you Logan Thomas was over over 12% owned here on FanDuel? 
Yeah, I don't. And GPPs maybe fade. I don't know. I, I think that's not that high. Usually, like a free squared tight end's like twenty. I mean, he's, so, over, he's more highly owned than Zach Ertz, though. I know that scares me. Like, why that's do people? Exactly. But Zach Ertz hasn't. He's going to blow up soon. This could be the Zach Ertz week. See a play with Sean Perriman. Uh, oh god don't get me started i respected sia so i still do but that i respect the hell out of sia but um he makes good i mean he he made a ton of money on it exactly that's that's his argument he's like i made a lot of money like i don't care Could have made more if you weren't a donkey playing brashad (laughs) perriman damn it sia damn it sia we love you um let's move (laughs) on to this uh la rams and buffalo bills game um so we didn't speak about it before and i just want to touch on it here for a second so the 49ers Flew out, played the Jets last week, got terrified of the turf, lost half their team, went to West Virginia because, I don't know, Jed York or somebody has something down in West Virginia. They hung out there, then they come back. The Rams came out to – met or uh, where were they last week? I don't remember. They went to Philly, then flew back to L.A., and now they're flying back to New York to play the Giants. So the San Francisco 49ers kind of just went and hung out in West Virginia. The Rams flew back and forth across the country four times. I don't know if that makes a difference. I don't know if that does anything, if it changes anything. It's of note. Just want to put that out there. Currently, this game is plus one. The Rams, again, <laughs> underdogs on the road. Uh, they destroyed that line last week, which was a joke against the Eagles. So we have the Bills favored. That line has been bet down, though. Bills opened at minus three over under, moved up to 46 and a half points. We do have more of the money coming in on the Bills, but we have more bets coming in on the Rams, just of note. How do you feel about this game? Uh, the Rams offense looks more like it did two years ago than last year because I think they have an, uh, an offensive line that's just capable now. I think everyone kind of forgot. They almost lost everybody on that offensive line last year. This year they look a lot better. Todd Gurley's not dead anymore because he's on another team. Cam Akers will be out, so it's going to be a lot of Darrell Henderson or Daryl Henderson. I don't think we've figured out how to say his name and a lot of Mount. We haven't, Mount. no. <laughs> um, but I'm okay with it. I think that'll be a fun little running joke we have all year. Josh Allen... Has looked like the MVP, but let's just pump the brakes for a second. He's played the Dolphins, and he has played the Jets. So as incredible as he has looked, I think he's going to throw for 500 yards this week. How do you feel about this game? Where, um, where are you, where are you leaning towards in terms of, uh, in terms of how this game might might unfold? I'm going to pass on this game. Really? Yeah. Are you going to call Zach Moss scoring a touchdown again? So I play him in most of my lineups. Dude, I had a ton of them too, and he should have. That I mean, Miami kept the pace in that game going. I did not see that coming, um, but our Josh Allen sacks went nuts, so we did make up for that. But, I mean, is Jalen Ramsey going to follow Stephon Diggs around? So is this a Josh Allen, John Brown kind of week? Maybe run it back uh, with Bobby. John Wood Brown playing. Tyler Higby, I don't know. John Brown playing. That's the thing. Let me find this out because I thought he was he questionable. Oh, no. No, he's good to go. All right, we're good. Foot does not carry a injury designation. I mean, you could always play these guys. I don't see the pace being that crazy in this game. There's just too many other spots I want to go to. I guess you could certainly play Diggs and John Brown, get a couple lineups with Josh Allen just because the dude's just on another planet right now too. But I think my guy in this game is Cooper Cup. Teron Johnson, I always like to pick on Teron Johnson. That was a big reason why I, I know um, Matt Milano, who usually covers the tight end for Buffalo, he was out last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if he was in, I mean, Jacecki just had a field day against these guys, and a lot of it was you know, a, one of the big places on Teron Johnson because Jacecki went out and played the slot, like we said, when all summer when I was 
just praising this man who should already be in Canton in the Hall of Fame. I think you're well, I think you're kind of carving out his bust right now. It's yes. taking a little while, understandably, but you know. first ballot Hall of Famer Mike Jacecki. But yeah, he uh, Teron Johnson can't cover anybody. So Cooper Cup, I think he's in a fair spot. It's just like I don't know the ceiling with a guy like Cooper Cup, especially when he's priced around guys like uh, Julian Edelman, Chris Godwin, McLaurin. He's cheaper. Um, just a lot of good things going on there that I'm not sure I want to invest. But I do like Cooper Cup a little bit for Higby. Mr. Break the Slate last week, who I had none of. It all depends on Matt Milano for me. If he's in, I want nothing to do with Higby, but I would have thought the public would go chasing Higby points. They're not. No one's interested in this game, and I don't think I am either. Yeah, uh, Cooper Cup is under 5% owned, and Higby under 9% owned. So, yeah, it's interesting. I think it'll it's be like a fun to watch. Yeah, for Cup, it's like his ceiling is only going to be possible if he hits two touchdowns because he's not going to go ten for a buck fifty. You know, he's not a burner by any means. He could get the ten catches maybe, but that's if this mm. game shoots out. I don't see that happening. But there's no Zach. I don't know. There's no Zach Moss too, so it's Singletary by himself and TJ Yeldon. The guy just won't ever leave the NFL. Alabama uh, Singletary is like twenty percent owned. That's an easy fade for me in tournaments. In cash, you could certainly play him just because he's going to get some tick. But I don't. I don't like that at all. It's going to be an interesting one, and of course, pay attention tomorrow. I'm sure you'll have some more uh, more interesting news and notes for us yeah. here. Uh, let's move on. So we're going to get to the late game hammers. We have four games this or five games this week uh, late, which was really nice of the NFL. They allowed us to we have five. You know, yeah, we got uh, Carolina Chargers, Jets, Indy, Detroit. That's amazing. You're right. Yeah, you forgot about the Jets playing. That's what it was. Um, Dallas, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Denver. So it should be. A Can we just start with the Jets and Colts and just say. Yep. The only guy in play is Jonathan Taylor and leave it at that. Jonathan Taylor is uh, almost 37% owned. So yeah, just play him. It's a, yeah, 11, 11 point home favorite against the jets. Oh, do you want to make a train sound? Choo choo. Get on the Jonathan Taylor train. There you go. Jonathan Taylor train leaving the station. Go. Rashad Perryman not owned because he's hurt. So Sia, you can't screw up this week, buddy. You can't <laughs> screw up this week. Um, all right. So that's the Jets indie game. Don't play anybody. The that team, you don't know what the hell is gonna happen. But in terms of betting, just out of curiosity, I no. uh, opened at minus seven, now up to minus eleven and a half when we had this conversation Wednesday. It was still only at eleven. Um most of the bets, a little over half the bets are coming in on the Colts. Uh nice amount of money are is also coming in on the Colts uh, anybody out there that gets that joke uh let's move on to Caroline and uh, Kakalaki North Kakalaki as they like to say and the Chargers um Justin Herbert man that was cool to watch last week I thought the dude was gonna suck kind of still think the dude's gonna suck I don't really think he's that good um but man when he truck stick that guy that, that was awesome Awesome. There's a badass uh, move there. Uh, Justin Herbert, I you you absolutely gain respect in my book because I know you were looking for it. But he's high, more highly owned, or um, high, more highly owned than Teddy Bridgewater, and more expensive than Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know if I'm trying to play any Justin Herbert. Uh, I think he came out with like the most amount of adrenaline a person could possibly come out with, kind of just assuming you were going to sit the bench. And then yeah, all sudden, that had to be the awesome. Quarterback gets just... stabbed in the heart, and you then have to go out and play. So he was probably riding, you know, full throttle that entire game. I assume it's going to be different this week, knowing he was going to be the starter the entire time. Game plan, yada yada yada. Um, I know we can run on Carolina. I know that's a spot that we've been picking on a lot. I know you're a huge Josh Kelly fan. 
And looking over here, or it's Joshua Kelly, I'm sorry, is under 2% owned on FanDuel at 5,900. Austin Eckler, 7,500, under 8% owned. Uh, Mike Davis, uh, because we know Christian McCaffrey is almost as owned as Austin Eckler, but we know that you can run the shit out of the ball on this Carolina team. Talk to me, bud. What do we got? Yeah, Josh Kelly, certainly in play for cash and GPPs. Uh, Austin Eckler, probably one of my favorite GPP running backs this week just because most people are going to go down to Josh Kelly for the savings. Eckler's going to have a busy day. I think they both score a touchdown, at least one for both of them. I know the – I mean, the matchup for Mike Williams on the outside is as good as it's going to get. Um, but, again, Herbert just did not look to throw the ball outside at all, maybe like three times Mike Williams was on the outside and got a deep ball. But, yeah, uh, Dante Jackson, dude, I don't even know any of these guys on Carolina besides Russell Douglas. I guess I know Dante Jackson. Jeremy Chin, no idea who that is. Uh, uh, I want to say Temple. Another Temple great? Oh, no, it's Rutgers. You're a Rutgers guy. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Keenan Allen, super safe play because Herbert absolutely loves him and Henry. He just loves throwing it on the inside. That's his safe safety blankets as a rookie quarterback. That's kind of always been the thing for people. Hunter Henry's just way too cheap, 4800 Certainly fire him up if you want. But I'm just interested in this running game. Give me a lot of Josh Kelly and a lot of Austin Eckler. If Austin Eckler's going to be 4% owned on DraftKings, that's a problem for the field and a win for me. I like And I hate Austin Eckler, guys, so you know this. Like, that's true. I'm, this is emotions out, um, letting the 80-mile do the work, letting game theory go to work, and just letting common sense go to work. Austin Eckler's going to have a field day. Yeah, I mean, we saw what Tampa Bay did last week. I mean, Leonard Fournette uh, came back from the dead and had 100 yards rushing. Um, Ronald Jones, not so much, but he got that touchdown, which was really funny after he got that touchdown. Seattle started to talk a little sauce, and then um, – My uh, boy Fournette came in, and he ended up with like oh 12 carries for 20 yards. So, whoops, Rojo, Rojo, baby. Let's get on the Rojo train. Um, no one for Carolina for me. I mean, Mike Davis is in play based on oh. volume alone, but he's 5,100, and there's just cheaper guys. Like, go to Jeff Wilson, go to McKinnon, go to Josh Kelly. It's just – Here you go. Yeah, Mike Davis it. is out of my I boy. got one for you. DJ Moore, over 13% owned here on FanDuel. Sincerely, why does everybody like this guy so much? I just it don't understand Last it. week, this offense is built very strong for these wide receivers. I think maybe we see a little bit more Curtis Samuel this week. I had his over in receiving last week, and it's just like DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are the guys right now. Casey Hayward's having an awful start to the season. Again, two weeks, grain of salt. Keep saying that. But uh, I don't know. Curtis Samuel's going to play the slot. That's Chris Harris territory. Mm. DJ Moore plays the slot a little bit. I just don't think I want. Uh, I mean, it sets up well for Carolina pass catchers, though. If we love Carolina's running back so much, it's because they're going to have a big lead, we anticipate. So you could certainly play Carolina on the back end. But – the Chargers are like the most run-heavy team in the NFL right now, or top three. So the clock is going to be moving like crazy. I don't know if there's enough time for DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson to get a ton of work. So they need to score touchdowns if they're going to hit value. I just don't think I want to gamble on that because they're priced up. I mean, Robbie Anderson's super cheap at 5200 That's certainly interesting. DJ Moore at 61 I think I'd rather go to Allen Robinson at 62 and then find a way up or down for these Dallas guys and Seattle guys. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I'm not, I'm, I am a DJ Moore guy, but only when he's like 5% owned and when the pace is going to be up. I don't see the pace in this game being there. 
No, especially if we're just going to run all over the Panthers. Uh, just of note, forgot to mention it before, Chargers are favored by almost a touchdown, 6.5. The over-under is at 43.5. So Vegas doesn't think too many points are going to be scored in this game. So a uh, couple games left. We can skip over the Jets. Indianapolis play Jonathan Taylor. Um, here we go. These last three games, I think, are going to be a blast. So I'm glad the NFL uh, allowed us to have multiple 4 o'clock games. I think that's pretty damn cool of them. It's going to be a fun day. I think it is. I think it's going to be a very fun day. Let's start with Detroit and Arizona. Um, Arizona opened as minus three and a half favorites. Now up to minus five and a half. You can get that plus money too. That's pretty sweet. Uh, And then the over under started at 51. It got bumped all the way up to 55, which is a lot, a lot of fun. We always are rooting for points here, people always rooting for points. So um, you told us Kyler Murray, uh, the 80 model loves him. Right now, I'm FanDuel, only about 17% up, so not really that crazy. Uh, considering it's pretty high for a quarterback, though. On I mean, but if we're, if we're looking at Russ and Dak, yeah, okay, he's a little more that's weird, too. He's higher percent owned, but um, talk to me. Talk to me about this game. How much fun are we going to have watching it? Um, we are going to hammer DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's the word we want to use, right? <laughs> that's our late game hammer uh yeah probably i mean detroit uh, but uh, we like saw what Devontae adams did not much against detroit oh you're right it's a game. Game. i'm sorry I'm yeah sorry they play that bracket coverage mm-hmm. so wide receiver ones don't actually go off against detroit um i'm undecided on hopkins his player prop is going to be through the roof it's probably sitting at like eight catches let's see what i got him projected for it's going to be close to that too because i do respect the hell out of him and so i didn't think he'd get the target share there's no christian kirk too so mm-hmm. all the more reason to fire up deandre hopkins let's see what do we got i got him projected for 7.43 catches that is the most on the slate i think second is edelman so that's how much i like edelman mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh, it just seems like such a great spot for Kenyon Drake because I love to run on Detroit. Their Arizona is just so damn chalky. It seems like the most popular stack right here. Kenyon Drake, 25% ownership on DraftKings. Kyler Murray, just about 20. Hopkins at 31%. So the whole yeah. field is probably rocking those three together. Man, alive. I don't know if Detroit can keep the pace on the other side. Galladay's probably going to play. I don't know if he's healthy. He said he's not 100% healthy. I don't I don't think I want anything to do with Detroit. I think the only guy I do, I'm going to continue to play him because they seem to just give him more work every single week, is my guy, DeAndre Swift. I think if Arizona's going off, I mean, Kyler Murray's the safest quarterback on the slate. So in cash games, fire him up. GPPs, you could certainly do it, but you're not, you got to get different somewhere else. And it's not going to be with DeAndre Hopkins or Kenyon Drake. So I don't know what else you could do. Andy Isabella, potentially. He's almost 10% owned on DraftKings. Holy shit. Oh, man, this is a mess. Larry Fitzgerald is priced way too high, 4600 for him. There's just no upside. He's going to get a lot of work, too, without Kirk in there. Uh, I guess you could play Larry Fitzgerald at that price. It's not sexy, but it's different. It's a mm-hmm. different way to get in the slate. I don't know, man. I feel like I just want to jam in. Kenyon Drake, but I don't like eating that much chalk. But DeAndre Swift on the other side makes the most sense for me. If you're stacking this game, don't play. I'm not going to play Galladay. So that's it. I th- I think if I run anything with Arizona, I'm getting Swift on the other side because his work in the passing game has been impressive. It has. Um, outside of that dropped touchdown, 
um week one yeah he's uh he's looked pretty good man he's looked pretty damn good um so all right yeah this is gonna be a weird one i'm very confident you're gonna have a lot more to say about this game tomorrow um because it's there's too much the over under is too high kyler murray is too damn good this Lions yeah. team is too damn stupid and dysfunctional uh it's, you cannot fade this game exactly you have to get some shares of it somewhere um kind of like this next game dallas traveling to seattle Seattle is favored by five points right now. I mean, we're starting to let Russ cook, which is nice. I don't know why the internet started to jump on that, but whatever. It's fun to watch him throw the ball. And when he has that, I don't know how he throws it because it's like it's like an arc, but it comes down and it's like Just like perfect spot. It's absolutely gorgeous. He's got to be the best, uh, you know, bags, the game bags or cornhole, whatever cornhole, people call yes. it. Cornhole, yep. Russell Wilson has to be the best player in that game ever because his touch I, is just unbelievable yeah i'm bad at it but i would play with and or against him any day russ challenge yeah. right now I'll, I'll I'll you out, russ. Yeah, russ i will i will the challenge cornhole. you to a game of cornhole please midwestern cornhole russell wilson <laughs> hey wisconsin boy right he's, he's a whole pack of badgers we all know um so yeah it, it seems like this game is going to be just Insane. Okay. Russell Wilson, uh, almost 13% owned. Dak Prescott, a little over 10. We have Zeke over 25. Chris Carson over 15. I know that was your boy this week. Um, and just some of these wide receiver numbers. Amari Cooper, 20. Tyler Lockett, 25. DK Metcalf, 20. Michael Gallup, almost 10. CD Lamb, almost 10. Um, this is like a cash game. No questions uh, about it, it sounds like. Yeah, Where do we well, go? you gotta you gotta jam and lock it on DraftKings, and then probably just go to Metcalf on Fanduel. That's what I wrote about, just because I think they're they're the same price; they're just flipped. So Metcalf is cheaper on Fanduel, mm-hmm. he's more expensive on DraftKings. So I'm going to lock it, especially if 25 percent of the field's going to lock it. So cash game lock right there, lock it. And who's our other guy? Sanders for sure. And then on DraftKings, you for, or on Fanduel, you definitely got to use Jonathan Taylor because he's so cheap there, but he's super expensive on DraftKings. I don't think I can afford him. Yeah, everybody in this game is in play. I'm starting to get off Gallup. I liked him a lot last week. I thought he'd have the bomb over Isaiah Oliver. He stepped out of bounds after he caught it. Um, Should have been a touchdown, in my opinion. I don't think there was any safety help, but that game was just – there were so many plays in it. Maybe I'm not even thinking of the right one. But, yeah, CeeDee Lamb is probably a lock for me in cash games just because the price, it's the cheapest exposure you can get to this game. If you're not playing Dalton Schultz, I don't think I'm going to do that at all. Hmm. Um, you don't play. I don't like to play tight ends against Seattle. We talked about it week one with Jam- Jamal Adams there, and everybody was on Hayden Hurst. That was an easy fade for us. That's an easy fade for me this week, especially when he's priced up at forty five hundred. It's not like he's priced down with Logan Thomas and Drew Sample. But all of these wide receivers, Lockett, Metcalf, Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, all in play. I probably rank them on DraftKings: Lockett, Cooper, Metcalf, Lamb, and then Gallup. So Gallup's probably the odd man out for me this week. And then running backs, I think I'm probably fading Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think if I'm at, I may be at the field in my mass multi-entry when I'm building 150, I may put it at whatever the, the field percentage is at. I'm not going over the field on him. I'll definitely go over the field on Chris Carson, though. He was like 4% owned on Tuesday, so that's how much ownership means nothing early in the week. Mm-hmm. It seems like the field got smart, and they're like, well, if this game's scoring that many points, total of 56 or even 57 maybe right now, Running backs are a smash spot in that because it's not all coming from quarterbacks. So, Russell, great play. Dak, great play. Elliott Carson, probably great plays. I'm more on Carson, especially at the savings. And then every receiver. This game's just got everything. Seems like everybody's going to be game stacking it. So, 
again, if you're not game stacking it, at least get one player on each side in every single lineup that you build. That is my advice for the week we've had. It's lovely that it's coming out like this every single week. Maybe that's why we're having so much success right now is we're not getting that cute. Like the first week we said we have to have a Seattle guy. We have to have an Atlanta guy. Got Next it. week we have to have an Atlanta guy. We have to have a Dallas guy. Got it. Got it. This week we have to have a Seattle. We have to have a Dallas guy. These defenses are bad against the pass, and I think the best way to get exposure is just go with a Lamb or Lockett or a Cooper and Lockett, a Cooper and Metcalf, Lamb and Metcalf, whatever it may be. If you're not game stacking it, get one Seattle, one Dallas key contributor in every single lineup that you build. You could maybe not do that in cash. I think you're best off by doing it in cash too. Every single lineup in my player pool will have one of these guys minimum. And um, just of note, uh, when the line opened up at 55 and a half, you kind of were like, yeah, sure, take the over. I was like, oh, Mike, you're stupid. Don't take the over at 55 and a half. It's now up to 57, and the juice is on the over. Let's go. We might see that number creep up to 58, which is, I don't think it will, which is ridiculous, but I love every second of it. And uh, here we go. 80% of the bets on the over. 99% of the money, no respect for either of these defenses. Seattle's defense sucks. They just lost Bruce Irving, who is good at best. Uh, Dallas lost their number one receiver, um, cornerback in free agency. They now have a couple injuries. Seattle has some injuries. Neither of these defenses are good, folks. Um, let's let's go. Let's hammer the over. Let's all get on the train. Let's all hop on. Nick, can you get that train to come by again? I don't know if you guys uh, have. Is it coming? Is oh it my God. See if he gets started up, Thank fired you. up. Choo choo. Let's get on the over train for this game. I'm so glad this is in the four o'clock because it's going to be such a blast to watch. It's going to be, so be a fun day. I fun, so. fun day. I'm pumped. I I'm will pepper. say one thing um, kind of weird. I definitely think the Cowboys cover this five. Like, and I don't even think it's a question. I think the Cowboys, Cowboys actually win outright. I don't know why Whoa. it's at five. I think. I love that, man. You don't usually take stances like this. I love this. I like no, this. I really think the Cowboys just come out and win. Like, I think it's outright. They just win. Um, what can we get this money line at right now? Uh, I just don't like McCarthy. I don't think the Seattle team, I think their offense is good, but the Cowboys offense is just as good, if not better. And both the defenses suck. You can get the money line at plus 205 on DraftKings. Um, so I, I think so, man. I I'm going to do it just because you've never said anything like this on our show. I definitely before. have. I definitely just think have. of a stance, a money line dog. I don't think you have. I don't know, man. I'm just feeling, I'm feeling Dallas. I don't know. I'll take right. it to you. I'll, I'll put, I'll put I'll a couple bucks. I'll make sure all, all the things I'm going to win are because of the player props on the 80, but this one, this one, I'm just going to put out there. I think Dallas does. I think Dallas takes this one home. I think they kind of have to too, because uh, the Eagles are probably going to do something stupid. The Giants suck. The Redskins sucks, and Cowboys just need to start winning some games. Um, let us move on. So yeah, takeaways from that game: play people, pretty, Everybody. Uh, pretty easy. Um, play let's, let's move on. This is an interesting one too, especially from a betting standpoint. That's why I really like this game. Bucks traveling to Denver opened at minus three and a half to the Bucks. It got moved all the way up to minus five and a half. And that's not because the Sharps are betting it up. It's because the public is betting it up. They're seeing a Blake Bortles potentially reemergence there for Denver against Tom Brady in this offense. It's going to be a joke. 81% of the bets on the Bucks at anywhere between minus three and a half to minus five and a half. 97% on the money 
for the Broncos. Again, that line is currently at five and a half. Folks, something to pay attention to. It's just something to pay attention to. If everybody's standing on the same street corner, you probably want to get off that street corner. If your Uber driver is telling you to buy Bitcoin, Nick, what do we do? We sell the hell out of our Bitcoin. That's what we like to do. So just putting it out there. I don't have any yeah. Bitcoin. Good. Uh, well, I think you, you had to have it a couple years ago is when everyone was buying it. But yeah, in I terms did. of this game, I mean, we have Chris Godwin. Looks like he's going to be back. Uh, Mike Evans looked awesome last week. Gronk. I mean, do you still even own him in your season-long teams? You give him another couple weeks. I don't know, man. He's run like ten total routes at this point. I think he's just there because Tom Brady was like, I kind of want to hang out with Gronk some more. He was a lot of fun. So, how do you feel about this game? First off, from a betting perspective, is that weird? That usually you don't see the line move that much, but the money all on the other side that usually scares the hell out of me. Um, talk to me a little bit about this game. What are you thinking? I think it's Godwin's smash week, boys. Mm. Uh, yep. Remember oh, last week? How much- I know. I know why. Because Chris, Chris Harris isn't in the slot for the Broncos anymore. Neither is Bryce Callahan. He had to move outside last week, and or maybe midway through the first game. Isang Bassi, the rookie slot corner, who's like five foot seven on a good day, maybe in high heels. Um, no offense, Bassi, you're just not tall. And Chris Godwin is tall, and Chris Godwin is one of the best slot receivers in the NFL, and you can't really run on Denver. What is their run DVOA here? Top 10. Boom. Uh, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady are not dumb. These cornerbacks are very beatable, especially with the weapons that Tampa Bay has. Mike Evans certainly in play. I'm not going to go back to Scotty Miller because you don't know if it's Miller or Watson. I get confused with them probably because they're just both little white guys and – that's, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know which one is which. But give me all the Chris Godwin I could get in GPPs or cash. I think he's fine for both under 5% ownership right now. It's because he's priced up with Lockett and Metcalf. So if you need to pivot off of those guys, I'm going to have a lot of Chris Godwin. Let's see what the model has for him. They have him pretty high. 15. I just placed my Dallas Cowboys plus 205, by the way. Um, Dude, just have also, we forgot to talk about Nikhil Harry. The model absolutely loves Nikhil Harry. Number one value wide receiver, 3.64 value, 15.2 points. I may have to throw that a little bit. That's pretty crazy because especially if that was built with the game script that Vegas could score mm-hmm. without Henry Ruggs and Jacobs. Jacobs. You'll have more on that tomorrow. Again, people, uh, check out windailysports.com on our YouTube, on our Twitch, on our Twitter page. You can watch yeah. Nick and Ghost break down all these games, ask all the questions. We had a million questions last week, and you just were having love a blast it. with all love these it. questions. You I love it, every yeah. of it. Um, Sorry, I honestly, I was placing that bet. So what did you, uh, Chris Godwin, I was Godwin, yes. about Chris Godwin for a good um, 10 minutes, probably. Uh, Scotty ramble. Miller, no. <laughs> um, Evan's always you know, yeah, I don't think so. It's weird. I like those guys. I don't know if I want to get to Tom Brady at all in GPPs. I think he'll be in my player pool at one percent. If he could throw four touchdowns, that could be pretty sneaky. I don't see the the three hundred fifty yard game coming from Brady, but maybe this thin air helps his uh, old ass arm get some mm-hmm. some depth on those throws. Is depth the word I'm looking for? Distance maybe is probably better. Length, 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 length. Girth. Yeah, we need a girthy day out of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Very girthy. <laughs> Uh, Denver on the other side, I guess the best play for them is probably just Noah Fant. No one's playing Noah Fant. So, uh, um, I think it was someone in the discord, maybe it was Stobie. Um, my boy Stobes, mm-hmm. uh, 
that guy always has great takes. He's pretty awesome. Um, somebody, yeah, or Fant, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Can't say that last name. Daryl, Darrell. We'll we'll get these guys someday. We'll get the right name. Show them the respect. (laughs) Without Sutton, without Drew Locke, um, I don't want much to do with Denver at all. I don't want to run against Denver. We talked about how great or run with Denver. We know how great Tampa Bay's run defense is. But Noah Fant, absolutely. If he's going to be 2% owned, yeah, fire him up. He's 2% owned on DraftKings? He's not even half a percent owned here on FanDuel. So he's just out of people's player pool. Yeah, give me that. I think if everybody's going to go play, (laughs) who was that chalk donkey tight end we were talking about earlier? Let's see. I don't even Thomas. No, he because he's. I think he's okay. Chalk finally. Mm. Um, I mean, Evan Ingram and Noah Fant are in the same price range. That's great GPP plays right there. Mm -hmm. I love Ingram. I love. I don't love Noah Fant, but I love the fact that he's unowned. I'll certainly take that skill set all day. Yeah, and uh, Jeff Driscoll threw him the ball last week, too, if I'm not mistaken. So that was kind of nice to see. Safety blankets, baby. I guess yeah, it's a, the train did come by, so all aboard the fan train. Woo-woo. I love it. Um, that's it for me. That's yeah, all I, I, think that's, I think that's it. That's our main slate on Sunday. We got a bunch of games, a um, bunch of interesting ones. I think the 4 o'clock, you know, it's always fun. What we always like to see, there's always going to be. I think it's a little different this week because we have the two highest over-under games. Two highest total games are in the afternoon, but usually we love those late game hammers and we don't really care about what time the games are playing. More people like to actually favor those early games. So we usually see ownership just shift a little bit. It's more of like a a subconscious more than anything. But I think this week is going to be a lot of late game hammers. Play everybody from the Seattle uh, Cowboys game in some capacity. Get a little Kyler Murray out there. Watch out for DeAndre Hopkins and Kenyon Drake, which it'll be fun, but. Of course, Sticks will be back tomorrow on the live stream. We like to do this one, just him and I. We like to just have a nice conversation back and forth, see what we're thinking, see how we're feeling. Again, I placed that bet on the Cowboys, half a unit. Um, It's going to return. Not that bad. Not angry about it. So hate the Cowboys. Think they're going to win. We'll see what happens. But Sticks, uh, tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll get it. We'll get it. (laughs) Live stream, windailysports.com. You can go to our Twitter page, our Twitch page, our um, YouTube page, ask questions, have fun. We do this for you guys. Not for, well, We do it for us, but we mostly do it for you. We love doing it. That's why. And um, we're going to free roll, baby. The yeah, free roll. Free roll. Uh, that's what it is. sports.com backslash DK. Free roll. Come hang out. Top 50 prizes, Windaily Sports memberships. Top prize overall gets a to gloat to sticks which i think will be fun but you also get a lifetime membership to win daily sports and you get an interview on sirius xm with our man sia and our man jason which should be our men sia and jason um all right where can everybody yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see who wins uh at twitter it is sticks picks s-t-i-x-p-i-c-k-s i'm uh, getting a lot of followers from the show so i appreciate everybody i'm always team follow back so if you follow me i'm giving you a follow back why not you know it's uh, guy. so generous of you, Sticks. Yeah, so you know, I like to see what everybody out there is saying, too. Uh, Twitter is sometimes a cesspool, but uh, everybody that's been following me recently, great people. Love it. Good guys. I love that. And girls. I love that. Uh, I think maybe some people follow me, but you're more the analysis, the analyst. I'm just kind of the the fun guy that loves to talk into a microphone. But you can follow me at MichaelRazil1. I do some pretty cool stuff outside of this, but this is my favorite. A lot of good interviews. Michael's uh, Twitter page has a lot of big-time interviews. It's awesome. Awesome. 
listen to. You do a great job, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I have a really big one coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm going to knock on wood, so I'm not going to say anything. But after it happens, it's going to be pretty fucking awesome. So, oh, excuse me. It's going to be pretty oh, free. I'm not bleeping it out, but like, yeah, excuse me. Sorry, everybody. Uh, sorry. I'll say one too. I'll say fuck real quick just to yeah, make it. Now we're both the bad guy. Now I can throw the editor. Don't listen to a podcast with your kids in the car. Exactly. I can throw that. Yeah, but. I can put the explicit now. I think more people listen if there's that like E next to it. You know, nice. like, you know how you would buy Amazon. Yeah, Some edgy yeah exactly. Takes, brother. Exactly. All right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, follow uh, uh, me, Michael Raziel one. Follow us, WindailySports.com, WindailySports.com backslash DK. Hang out in the free roll. It's free. Shoot. We gave I'll you all the play plays. Joe Burrow in it right now. I'm just going to tell you guys, Joe Burrow's my quarterback in that tournament. So if you think he's a bad play, you probably all beat my ass. But I'm just going to give away half my lap there. Burrow is in it. And probably Miles Sanders, too. I have to assume. Yeah, running yeah, back. But book, I guess. Thank you, everybody. Again, live stream tomorrow at 11. We love you all. Uh, thank you very much. We hope you make it a very profitable week three. <laughs> <laughs>